Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Ruff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. Uh, so, correction, this is the last follow-up of 2021. We didn't have our uh, calendar in front of us last time, and this one is airing on New Year's Eve. Uh, for you guys, we're recording this actually before Christmas, before we all take off for our holiday plans. Um, this episode is the follow-up to Mara Leverett's interview, which just so happened that the timing worked out that. Between Mara's episode and us recording this, we got some big news in the West Memphis 3 case. So most of the questions today revolve around that. I know Zach's got a lot to say. I'm going to explain to you a little bit about what's going on with that. Uh, and then uh, we'll get into all of your questions right after the break. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications. And that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From Something Else, The Marshall Project, and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so real quick, before we get into questions and everybody else's thoughts, I just want to give you a quick breakdown of what has happened here. So... Rewinding all the way back to March of 2020, that's when my docuseries aired on Oxygen, The Forgotten West Memphis 3. At the end of the docuseries, I gave a call to action to all the viewers to put some pressure onto Scott Ellington's office to let us test the evidence in the case. Uh, tens of thousands of you stepped up to the plate and did so with calls, with emails, with social media posts, with letters just flooded his office to the point where he actually had to shut down some of his social media. Uh, during all of that pressure, uh, I was working with Damien and his attorney, Steve Braga, and we decided we would strike while the iron is hot. Braga reaches out to Ellington uh, at that point and asked to test the evidence, and Ellington agreed, essentially, let's just make all this pressure stop, get everybody to leave me the hell alone, and I'll let you test the evidence. So we let things cool down over the summer. We're a lot of communication back and forth. He's working with my lab in California. Uh, at one point in August of 2020, uh, the, uh, we have emails between the police chief and with Ellington saying that they are getting the evidence packaged and is getting ready to send. They actually asked for the, as you heard me say in the episode with Mara, they asked for the FedEx account number for the lab. So we were right there getting ready to send it. Then Ellington just ghosted us, stopped communicating. 
January of 2021, he moves into a judgeship and he's off the hook. At that point, a new DA takes his place, Cressman, and Cressman comes out and says that he's a uh, he's a uh, you know he's all about I was going to say a truth and justice guy, not the podcast, just in general is the way he kind of presents himself. Has no problem testing the evidence, and then he starts ghosting us. We can't get everything out. We keep pushing, we keep pushing, we keep pushing, and then Cressman comes out and does an interview where he says that the evidence is lost or destroyed. If you remember back at that point, I had Damien on the show. Everybody was pretty, you know, pretty deflated at that point. Um, I had said back then that I don't, th- I think he's lying because of the way he worded that press release. He he didn't say the evidence is lost and destroyed. What he kept saying was, oftentimes in cases like this, the cases are so old, the evidence isn't maintained. Usually, it ends up lost or it ends up destroyed. So he was, he was, to me, it seemed like he was carefully choosing his words so that you could never come back on him and say, you said it was lost because he didn't actually say it was lost. So from there, we start filing open records requests, trying to find out where the evidence is. Next up comes the mayor of West Memphis, who says that the evidence has been lost in a fire 15 years ago and it's all gone and we all need to stop. Then comes the police chief who comes out and says, the evidence is gone. It's been it's it's been destroyed, and um, I think he even mentioned the fire as well. Uh, but definitely said that the evidence was lost and it had been what wasn't lost had been destroyed. Hoping we would go away, but we didn't. We kept fighting. Damien kept fighting and kept filing open records requests. Now asking to show us if it's lost, who or, or if it was destroyed, who destroyed it, on whose orders. When was this completed? And if it's not destroyed, then we want all the chain of of custody logs showing where it is and where it was last. The uh, and that was filed with the West Memphis Police Department, who were the custodians of the evidence. That was uh, this summer. Uh, from there, the uh, Arkansas state law requires them to respond to requests like that within three days. They didn't. There's some other provision where it gave them ten days. They didn't do that. We kept pushing and pushing, and they ignored. The police chief in West Memphis ignored and ignored and ignored our requests. Uh, Damien and his team and Mara followed, uh, filed a parallel request. Um, uh, then with the uh, a higher court, a, a state court in Arkansas, asking them to force the West Memphis Police Department to respond to our request. Uh, earlier this fall, we finally got that order from the state court forcing the West Memphis Police Department to respond. Then we start to get some evidence logs back in, and that's why we had Mara on. She was able to explain uh, because she got presumably the same information that the attorneys got, and she was able to do that as an Arkansas resident. I can't file these requests because I don't live in Arkansas. Uh, So she gets the request back, and here's a list of all this evidence and where it's at, and it looked like the ligatures, which is the big thing that we were wanting to test, along with other items. Uh, look like the ligatures were there. And so, you know, next step is we want to they want to see the evidence. So I hadn't heard anything for about a week on that. And then out of the blue yesterday, which would be a week and a half ago for you when you're hearing this, I get a text from Damien Eccles out of the blue that says, we found the evidence. They have it all, even the ligatures, all preserved and able to be tested. Or my attorney has seen it with his own eyes. So that occurred would be Tuesday of last week. 
uh, which is yesterday for us right now. And uh, got, got to talking with him to figure out what's going on. So evidently the, um, uh, the, the city attorney has somehow got involved with this, which I, I, I assume is because if this works like the municipalities I used to work for when I worked for the, the city government, uh, you know, the city has an attorney that represents them in all legal matters and uh, oftentimes will be an employee of the city. Well, because of everything they've done, the lies and the ignoring of the FOIA request, they're now liable for some lawsuits. And I think the city is, it sounds like the city attorney stepped in and says, we're going to comply with this request. The city attorney is who invited Damien's attorney to come in and view the evidence. When they got there, what they found was that it was all neatly organized and cataloged in the West Memphis Police Department evidence room. And it was fucking there the entire time. There was no question. They didn't think it was lost. They didn't think that it had been destroyed. They knew exactly where that evidence was the entire time. And they were all lying, trying to hide it. And then also from that, then we get a press release that the the police chief has now resigned. Now, there, I'm bringing up some of these details because, uh, and I'm sure I'm probably answering some of your questions, so we'll skip some of these when we get to them. But I just want to get this all out at once. Damien's team had been told, I believe, in November that once the city attorney got involved and they started and they realized what was happening – that the police chief was being fired because of his handling of this open records request and what he's been doing over these past several months. Then uh, once they, the, 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 the team goes in and sees the evidence, then now he was allowed to, he, he resigned. The only reason I'm bringing up those details is because still West, the West Memphis police department is still lying. They put out a press release last night, which again will be a week and a half ago for you guys, where it says that the police chief resigned and it has nothing to do with this case. And they also said, because Damien had posted on social media, so had I and so had Mara, and they said that Damien had posted these rumors about the evidence being located. So they're still acting as though the evidence has not been located. They're still trying to present to the public like the evidence still doesn't exist. And essentially, they were dispelling the rumors that they had found in the evidence and any rumors that the police chief's resignation had anything to do with the case, even though there's absolute proof that that's exactly what it has to do with. And I believe there are even photos that were taken by Dame. I've seen some of them circulating on social media of them in the in the West Memphis Police Department viewing the evidence, which the West Memphis Police Department is still calling rumors. So that's where we're at now. The evidence has been located. The ligatures have been located amongst essentially all of the evidence. Everything is still there. One of the best texts that I've seen was in a text from Attorney Banka, uh, who sent it. I remember it was to Mara or to Damien, and he said, we found the evidence. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen the ligatures. We have everything we need. So that's where we're at right now. Um, things are getting very exciting. Uh, one of the coolest things I saw is on, on my Twitter, I got a tweet from someone that says, get it to us as soon as you can. We are ready, which I thought was a weird tweet. And I looked at it and it was Susanna Ryan, who is the D the MBAC DNA expert. You guys would have seen on the show, the forgotten West Memphis three with me. She is in, she is the lab technician that we are hoping will be doing the MBAC DNA testing to finally find the truth in this case. And she's still following along, and she was pretty giddy to see that we have located the evidence 
And the lab in California is ready, willing, and able, according to to Susanna, to get the evidence in and get it tested. So lots of exciting stuff happening in the in the case right now. And Zach has informed me that he's going to cry today. And so I'll give you your opportunity to do that now. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. No, I, I tell you what, honestly, I am mentally and emotionally overwhelmed with everything going on right now. It, this is unbelievable. Uh, just, I mean, to back up for a second, I've followed this case since probably late 2004. I've followed every step of the way. That's when I found the case. I've read Mara's book. I've watched all the documentaries. I, I've read Mara's book before it was a movie. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. This, is, this has been a very important thing for me to follow. And I think one of the big reasons for me is I could have been one of those kids. I mean, right. I, I know it wholeheartedly that I could have been one of those kids. And actually, looking back, I could have been either side of that. Mm-hmm. The, the three, the forgotten three, were born the same year I was born. Yeah. That I could have been one of them. They could be me. Mm-hmm. That's huge to me. Yeah. But then moving forward, you know, I, I was there. I fought. We were there. We did everything we could. And in 2011, when they got released, I think a lot of us took our foot off the pedal, which was not great. And, and I'm guilty of it as well. A lot of people took their foot off the pedal because we got the three out. That was what we were trying to do. That's the whole purpose of this was trying to get the, the West Memphis three out. And we kind of forgot the mission was to find the truth. And then a little bit later, 2016, 2017, you mm-hmm. come along with the Forgotten West Memphis Three, the podcast. Right. Which is honestly like I had known you before that, but that's that's where we became friends was due to this case. Mm-hmm. And really pulling that together, it, it brought that fire back for me, you know, and then watching your, you know, watching the podcast evolve. And then I eventually got brought onto the podcast after this, but then watching the TV show, I mean, that fires back for me. I was fortunate enough with your help and Maggie Freeling's help that I got to meet Jason Baldwin. I sat mm-hmm. and talked with him for hours. I, I talked with him for about two hours and just, I mean, my fire was back, but that just poured gasoline on it. Like I'm ready to go. And then when you hear this, the, the evidence is lost. I mean, it was super deflating. We, you know, I, we thought it was over. I, I genuinely... I didn't want it to be over, but I kind of thought it was over. But, ha- but having this, I mean, this is huge. Having the ability to get this out, and we need to get them testing this immediately because we need to find the truth. Not just for the West Memphis Three, but for the forgotten West Memphis Three. I mean, we need to find the truth. We need to, to figure out who did this, whether it's one person, whether it's a group of people. We need to figure out who did this because this could have been any of us that are sitting there at the, today going through this. I mean, it, this was, this is huge, huge. And right now I think we need to continue to put pressure on the West Memphis PD on, on everybody, you know, former police chief, Mike Pope stepping down is, is absolute bullshit. In my opinion, you know, the way that they let him step down and then mayor McClendon coming in and saying that it had nothing to do with it is a bold faced lie. Anybody involved right. knows that that is a bold faced lie. It, it is absolute craziness to me. And, and I think, you know, we always ask, what can we do? And I think now, you know, now with social media is where we need to really hammer this. We need to go to West Memphis Police Department, Facebook, Instagram, whatever they have, and ask them to test the evidence. Ask them on every single thing they post to test the evidence. Not just so they see it, but so everybody in that area sees it. So that they know that we have, we know the truth and we right. know what's coming and we need to push this. I even to the point of, I, I'm a social media guy, right? So we, a lot of people use hashtags. A lot of people don't understand hashtags. Hashtags are like the plumbing of, of what works on social media, right? You create a hashtag 
you put it in a post. If you click on that hashtag, everybody that uses that hashtag, their posts will come up. Right. So if we come up with a unified hashtag, whether it's test the evidence, WM3, whatever it may be, if we come up with a unified hashtag, ask them on every post to test the evidence, put that hashtag on there. Anybody that sees it, clicks it, comes up. It's a, it's just a spider web out there of right. all these people coming together. And that's, I think that's what we're going to need to do to get this moving forward. And, and on the, on along those lines, the hashtag we've been using is hashtag test the evidence. Um, that just, you know, it just kind of happened that way, but I was going through them last night and that seems if you hit that one, there's thousands of, t- of, of tweets out there. Um, so use the hashtag test the evidence. And, and I'm telling you right now, like it, when I read that article last night, when the mayor who I've met, mm-hmm. uh, it acted like when we were filming the show, like, Oh, anything you guys need? Well, fuck you. You know, I'm over it. I am. I have a rage. You know, there was like the elation of finding the evidence and then the the rage of the reality of realizing how many people are trying so hard to hide the truth in this matter and they sit there and they smile and they they glad I shook that man's hand they 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 glad hand you when they smile and it's not a fucking game and they need to realize that and 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 I I made a post on social media that says they all need to be in jail and I'm telling you this fight is a long one for me because it's not just finding the truth. It's not just exonerating Damian, Jason, and Jesse. It's not even just finding the killer of the West Memphis Three. These people need to pay up the line. Uh, Pope was a scapegoat. Scape, uh, you know, he can kiss my ass too. He was complicit. He did it. He lied. He said the evidence was gone. But as we were talking about before we came in here. That was nothing more than him losing his job was nothing more than a game of musical chairs. This has gone all the way back to, to, to Judge Barnett way back and Fogelman all the way back through uh, through Ellington, through Cressman, through the mayor, through the former police chief, all the way down to Pope. And he just happened to be the one holding the hot potato at the end or the one, whichever pick your analogy or, or he was the one without a chair when the music stopped. But they all need to pay. This fight and what I want from all of you is to determine determine in your heart and mind that this fight is a long one. And we don't stop until these people have paid for what they've done. Whether that means their political aspirations are gone, that because a lot of these guys are moving on to try to be elected officials, trying to be judges, trying to be district attorneys in other areas, that that everyone that has been a part of this lie needs to be exposed and needs to pay for it. The first step in that is to get this evidence tested, find out who killed these boys and 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 it will it, it will be one of the greatest days in my life. I I love Damien and Jason and Jesse and, and I and I hope I've gotten to be real good friends with Damien especially um and Jason. I hope you know I, I can't wait for the day that they're exonerated, but honestly the day for me is going to be watch the son of a bitch that killed those kids get arrested. I I will I will sit every freaking day and I don't care what I have to do in the trial. I will try to be there when they get arrested. I cannot wait for someone to pay for what they did to those three little boys. And then when that's over, this fight has just begun because somebody better fucking pay for it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yeah i'm ready to go I'm, I'm ready to drive down to west memphis arkansas myself and shout from the rooftops this is this is we need to move on this so that's where that's where we're at now um sorry a bit of a, a bit of a rant but i'm just Fired up. Congratulations on not crying. I barely. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and get into the listener questions, Mike. Okay. Uh, judging by these questions, the listeners are fired up too. Our first one's from Sarah. Do you think there's any chance that the prosecution and law enforcement officers involved in the West Memphis 3 case will be charged in some capacity for the false imprisonment of the three and subsequent crimes they've committed to try to keep them looking guilty? I mean, they violated their basic human rights for almost 30 years now. Something needs to be done to those people. I, I can't say that, they, that they, it will happen, but I, I think it should. I mean, we're starting to see – we have to understand that something groundbreaking has happened. That police chief losing his job, and, and like I said, they're claiming – has nothing to do with the case. He just resigned to move on to bigger, better things. But according to Damien, they have they were told he was being fired for this over a month ago. Him losing his job over this is the first repercussion that anyone has had in this. So it, it seems like small potatoes, but it's a sign that the tide is finally turning to the side of justice. I mean, it's it's a big deal. That just one person has lost their job over this. Because prior to this, everyone's completely gotten away with everything. And that's, you know, as I just said in my kind of rant right there, I think that's something that we need to push for, for all of these people to lose their jobs. Ellington needs to be unseated from his judgeship. I don't know how that happens. I don't know if it's an elected position or if it's a lifetime appointment. I have no idea what it is. Uh, but But certainly if he tries to move on from there, that needs to be roadblocked. Uh, Cressman, if he has political aspirations, better be better be roadblocked. Unless you know what, he's got a chance here too, though, to be to be the hero. We don't know what happens next. He said he's a law and order guy. He's a truth and justice guy, and it was just oh well, too bad the evidence was gone. Otherwise, I would have let you test it. Well, now your bluff has been called. Now see if you're going to make us fight for this, or you're going to let us test it. But I, I think that we control at least to some extent, whether there's a possibility, at least, of some accountability. Well, Pope's resignation slash firing, wherever you want to look at it, while it's a small piece, it's the first domino. Right. And we need to see it through that the rest fall. Right. Kathy says, has Damien or anyone asked for a court order to test the evidence, or are they willing to do so without one? I don't know yet. Um, I just messaged Lori right before we came in. I hadn't heard. I saw in the article yesterday, Damien, when I talked to him yesterday, was pretty jacked up, and he was like, I want this evidence sent to the lab this week, like now. And the lab is willing to take it this week. I don't know if that's just him hoping that or if they think that might happen. I did see in the article, which I posted on the fan page, 
Uh, you probably have to scroll back to find it now, but it's the article about the chief resigning. At the bottom of that article, it said something about Damien's legal team has filed two motions with the court, and they were either emergency injunctions or or they were asking for expedited um, them to be expedited. I don't know if that's for an order to test the evidence, or I, I don't know what that is. So I, I don't know where we're at with that, but we are pushing to have it tested right now. Um, it can just be sent if Cressman just gives us the green light or we might have to fight for it at this point. By the time you hear this, we may have that answer. But as of right now, December 22nd, uh, when we're recording this, well, I don't have that answer for you yet. Brianna says, was the evidence found before or after the resignation? Curious as to how everything came to be. Well, the, the thing is, the evidence was never lost. And that's what that's what makes this so devastating and elating at, at the same time is they didn't find the evidence and then fire him. They knew exactly where the evidence was the entire time. Cressman knew where it was. The police chief knew where it was. And the fucking mayor knew where it was the entire time. It, it, the, the, the article said and, and, and what we heard from Damien's attorney was there is that the evidence was all neatly organized and cataloged in the evidence room the entire time. So as far as the resi- I just explained how, according to Damien, uh, that, that the, it sounds like about the time that the state court ordered them to, to answer the FOIA request that, uh, it, they, they were told that the police chief was going to be fired at that point. Um, and then the, this resignation just came out now, but, but I think the, the key component here is for you to realize that they didn't just find the evidence. They were just exposed for the fact that they knew where it was the whole time. Well, and I think this is a huge, you know, for them, you know, they're trying to, they know that there are legal ramifications coming and by forcing Pope to retire or resign, firing him, whatever they're going to call it. It's them trying to save face and say, look, we did something. It was all him. Like, like Mike said, he's the patsy. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that, that got caught holding the bag. Yeah, and also, uh, forgive me if I miss something, but I, I'm not clear on exactly how this played out. What broke? We all know that the evidence was discovered to have been uh, never been lost. What happened to bring, present that information to the public? Well, that's a good good question, actually. So it it seems like what happened was when the state court came back and ordered the West Memphis Police Department forced them to respond to the FOIA request. That's when the shit hit the fan because so what's ha- So they, they've just right for 28 years now, they've been able to get away with whatever they want. Right. And so they essentially got this thing. The law says they have to respond to the FOIA request. They just didn't. And who's going to do anything? What are they going to send it up to, to uh, uh, now judge Ellington and, and get, you know, he's not going to make them do it. What the West Memphis Police Department didn't see coming was the amount of resolve and fight in Damien specifically, which, by the way, on a side note, I've had a couple people, of course, you know, the one of the nons tweet at me, oh, they're guilty and this is profiteering and blah, 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 blah. It's such bullshit. Look at use your fucking head. Look at what's happening here. If Damien is innocent, if Damien is guilty, as as these people say. The reason we're trying to test this evidence, what we're trying to do, if you didn't see the docuseries and see the MVAC technician on the forgotten West Memphis three, she is, is certain that the, well, certain would be a hundred percent. I would, I would say very, very 
convinced that the killer's DNA will, without a doubt, be found in the knots on those ligatures. It's DNA that with previous methods, you weren't able to extract it. Now we know that we can extract it. And the fact that it was in the water doesn't matter because when you tie a knot, you lose skin cells in the knot. And then when it goes in the water, they're still protected in there. So they can now, now we know they can use MBAC DNA method to extract all that DNA out of there. And we will find the killer. Now there's other stuff we're testing too, but specifically from those ligatures. So Damien's aware of that. Everyone is aware that there's a, there, that, that we are, we are almost guaranteed to find the killer's DNA inside the knots of those bindings. So it's Damien who has pushed to test this evidence. It's Damien's team who has pushed and pushed and pushed Ellington. And it was Damien's team. Now think about this. If he's guilty, he knows the killer's DNA is in there, in those knots. And, and here we go in th- this summer, they come out and tell him, The evidence has been destroyed. It was lost in a fire. It's gone. It cannot be tested anymore. If Damien was guilty, that right there was that would be the perfect opportunity for him to bow out. Well, shucks, there's nothing we can do. The evidence is gone. But he didn't. He stepped up and continued to fight, continued to push all the way up with layers and layers of courts to force them to find this evidence so that he can test it. Now, what kind of a fucking idiot do you have to be to think that that's a guilty person? He's already out, right? He's already out. He's living his life. He doesn't need this testing done for anything other than to clear his name. Now, on the on the flip side of that, all the prosecution needs, if they truly believe that Damien, Jason, and Jesse were involved, all they need to see is to run this MBAC DNA testing and find one of Damien's skin cells in those knots. It, more so, it doesn't even have to be Damien's. Or Jason or Jesse. Yeah, so one of the three. Yeah, that's all it would take for them to, because right, because in their case, they're saying, we've never been there. We've never been to that creek. We've never been to that location. We've never seen those boys. We've never touched them. So one single DNA cell in there For the state would prove their case and they could say, see, we got the right guy because there's no way to explain it away. And Damien also knows that. And it's Damien that is pushing. And and so is Jason. I mean, Jesse's kind of not really doesn't involved in anything at all. But so is Jason. But but, but Damien specifically is pushing and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Refused to give up even when they told him that the evidence was lost. Continued to fight, fight, and fight, and it uh, boggles my mind that there is such a level of cognitive dissonance that there are still people that are tweeting at me on social media saying he's obviously. And, and the one I one I saw uh, this morning was he's obviously guilty, and this is just profiteering on my part for me, me personally with the Truth and Justice podcast that we're using this for profit. What a fucking joke! Everything I just explained to you is why. I don't know how you could come out of this thinking that this is a guilty Damien trying to test this evidence. But when it comes to profit, I'm not making any money off this. In fact, what I have committed to Damien's legal team is that if this evidence is able to be tested, when it was sent out, that the Truth and Justice Army will fund the testing. And I'm counting on all of you. I believe all of you will come through. 
If it's a million dollars, I feel like this audience will come up with the money. It won't be a million dollars. But I'm but I'm I'm included in that. And whatever we're short, I will cover personally. I will take out of my personal bank account and pay for it to make sure this testing gets done. There's no profit coming here. I don't give a shit about making any money out of this. The point here is to find the truth and to finally put an end to this nightmare. And I'm just it, it just it just amazes me how how you see it from the part of the state, how they still kick and scream to hide the truth after Damien told me. Five years ago, four years ago, when I started this, when I first got to know him, that I was underestimating how hard they'll fight to find the truth. And I naively thought, why protect it now? Why would they why would they risk their careers now to try to protect the fuck up of Dan Fogelman from 1993 and the West Memphis Police Department from 1993? Surely they'll just let us test this evidence. They'll be straight with us now, and the truth will fall. The, the cards will fall where they are. I was shocked to see how right he was that they will fight to hide the truth every single step of the way. I don't even remember what the question was about. Sorry, I'm just I'm like Zach. I'm I'm pretty. You guys are going to hear hear this a week and a half later when everything's calmed down. I'm still I, I I'm an emotionally in the red right now. Oh, I am too. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Henrik says one of the non-strongest pieces of evidence pointing towards the West Memphis Three guilt is Damien's necklace that had a blood group match to one of the victims. Is this piece of evidence still available for doing some proper DNA testing? I think it is, but if memory serves, that's that was done a long time ago. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I thought because, you, yeah, they, there was a necklace that had some blood. They said it was the same blood type as one of the victims. But if – don't quote me on this. I'll have to look, look it up. But I thought that that was years ago. They did DNA testing and found out it wasn't one of the victims. I'm fairly confident you're right. I, I'm fairly confident that was disproven to be one of the victims. Yeah, a long time but, ago. But the nons just are very – they're holding steadfast on that. But they they do that on a lot of pieces of evidence that – you know, we had an argument with a woman at CrimeCon. Oh, yeah. And every one of her talking points has been disproven, but that's what they hold on to. Yeah. Like if you read a book since mm-hmm. – if you've done any research since, you know, 2005 – Kate says, what's an estimate of the time it takes for results from MVAC testing once it's performed? Also, remind us what other testing besides MVAC is going to be done. So keep in mind, MVAC is not a DNA testing method. MVAC is a DNA collection method. So it, it, you know, typical to swab for touch DNA, you take a 
a cotton swab with some saline solution, sterile solution on it, and you wipe it over, say, uh, you know, if you're trying to get DNA off my shirt, right? And you wipe it on my shirt, hoping to pick up any skin cells or anything off of it for DNA. What MVAC does is you take the, a whole sterile environment with its sterile solution and you pump sterile water, saline, into the product and completely saturate it and break everything loose. And then it has a vacuum then that then sucks all of the water that comes, all the sterile solution that you you, you can do every inch of, of a piece of clothing, of the ligatures, whatever. It sucks it all back up into a tube. And instead of a cotton swab, you have a um, like a cotton uh, filter that catches everything that comes back through and you end up with nothing but clear sterile solution on the other side. And that disc, that filter is essentially becomes the swab. Well, and I think the one thing you, you missed explaining too is, is the, the prior section you had to pick a spot on a shirt. Like if it right. was a shirt, you had to pick a location and hope that that was that location. Right. Or with MVAC, you can test the entire garment. Yeah. You just keep flushing it, flushing it and vacuuming it. And, and, and I think that's huge because it could still be there. You just picked the wrong spot. Right. And she was confident. I mean, I was, I went to talk to Susanna Ryan about the ligatures, but she said she wants, she said she wants it all the sticks, the bikes. She said, you'd be shocked. They found, they've solved 40 year old cold cases by finding DNA off of a rock that had been outside for, you know, it, with water breaking over. She said the DNA could still be, so she said specifically the clothing, the uh, shoes, the bindings, the sticks, um, she said even the bike, uh, the bikes, you know, the, these are all things that she could test. But so just, but just know like the MVAC collection is just a collection method to get in. They get, you know, somewhere as they say, I say 200 or 2000 times more DNA off of an item than you would with a swabbing method. And that's why, so, you know, the, the knots in the, in the ligatures are the perfect scenario because they're, they were protected from the water. The material of tennis shoes tends to hold skin cells pretty well. And when you tie a knot into something, you you just you, you just do. You lose a ton of skin cells because of the friction of of tying knots like that. So this lab that does the MVAC, do they also do testing? Yes. So it would be all right there. Right there. And as far as to answer the question all the time, when I was there a couple of years ago when we filmed the show, she told us if we get her that inf- the the evidence they will collect it and they, they could turn it around for us in about two weeks. So that, you know, it's, you know, you, the long wait times for DNA testing isn't because of how long the process takes. It's just because of backlogs, but I can't speak for them now, but I would, the, the fact that, that Susanna is still following and, and was tweeting at us about it. I would assume that same promise still stands that you get it to me. It'll be first on the list. We will do it from finish from start to finish as quickly as possible and get the results back. Roslyn said, in light of the news regarding the West Memphis case, I'm curious what you all think about my theory that whoever is responsible for lying, hiding evidence, etc. may actually be protecting themselves or someone close to them who is responsible for the murders of these three young boys. That may have been true back in the day, um, back in 93, but I doubt, you know, look how many generations of prosecutor and police and police chief that we've had now. I think it's just an incestuous thing of protecting the institution of protecting themselves. I mean, that was the case for sure. We found out, you know, Mara uncovered the fact that, uh, you know, that John Mark Byers was a confidential informant. That's why he was given a pass back in the day. Not that I 
Personally, I don't think that John Mark Byers had anything to do with the murders. There was certainly some covering up, but I, I think now there are, I'll say this, it seems like there are many people connected to this case that all for their own reasons do not want to see the case looked at any closer and they do not want to see the truth come out and they're working together and they're not all law enforcement. They're not all from the district attorney's office. Some of them are family members of victims, but they all, they, they, they all have a common enemy, I guess. And in this case, in my opinion, the enemy is the truth. Lauren says, since this evidence was lost and just found, could this be a chain of command breakdown and make anything newly discovered DNA evidence inadmissible in court? No, because it was never lost. Again, it wasn't lost and found. It was it was it was organized and cataloged properly in the evidence room the entire time. They have a very clear chain of custody list. They were just lying. Shelley says, with the gross misconduct that has been revealed in this case so far, do you have any doubts as to the validity of any DNA results that may be performed? Well, no, because hopefully it's not. It's it's going to a private lab to be done, and it's the lab that we you know we trust. That you know that 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 is highly recommended. They're used by uh, district attorneys' offices all over the country. Send their stuff there uh, for the MBAC DNA testing. They're an accredited lab, and they're very good at what they do. And and uh, so as long as we're able to send it to a private lab of our choosing, I don't have any any concern about that. You know, I, I would be worried about it if the you know if the West Memphis Police Department said, "Hey, we're going to send it to our crime lab and do some more DNA testing on it." I that would make me nervous for sure. All right, our last question comes from our friend Jillian Pensavale from the True Crime Obsessed podcast. She asks, how can we help? Right now, what we need to do is hold the line. We need to keep the pressure on, be on social media, use the hashtag, test the evidence, not just tweet at and, and make Facebook posts or Instagram posts tagging, do all that stuff. But I, a good thing to do is to get on the social media sites of the West Memphis Police Department, of the West Memphis Mayor's Office, of Crestman, you know, any social media that Crestman's involved, the the Crittenden County District Attorney that's involved in the case, get on their social media and comment. So when they when they make a post where the local residents around there are going to be following and looking at and making comments on, let them see everywhere you saying, test the evidence, test the West Memphis three evidence, find the truth. Don't be vote. Don't call them names and be vote. That that stuff gets ignored. Be very clear. We want the truth. We want justice. Test the evidence. Over. Let them see every corner they turn, whether it's whether it's it's physically or virtually. For every time they turn a corner, they are hit right in the face with more of this. Test the evidence. Keep the pressure on right now. And the big thing is going to come. And I know Jillian is is a friend of mine and has told me personally that 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 she will do this. If we get it tested, we're going to get one shot at this. We're not going to get. We're not going to come back two years from now and let. The, and they're going to let us test more evidence. So if the district attorney allows us, or a court orders us, allowing us to do DNA testing, my recommendation to Damien's legal team is to send it all, everything, anything they can possibly test. We asked for for Susanna Ryan's opinion on what could be tested. She gave us a huge long list. We talked about prioritizing it. My suggestion was send it all. We'll get it funded. So right now, hold the line. Don't give up the fight. Keep pushing. Keep putting the pressure on. 
when we get to the point where the evidence is going to be able to test it, we will call on you for money. We don't do this very often unless it's something we really believe is important, but we will put together a crowdfunding site to test this evidence and we need everyone to contribute. We need to get this done. If It would be absolutely tragic if this evidence gets there and they come back and say, well, it's going to cost $100,000 to test it all and we can only come up with fifty. This is our chance. This is our chance to do it. So there's going to come a time, and, and and I said, like I said, Jillian has told me, you let me know what you need, and I'll make sure that you have it. I know Jillian's on board. I'm on board. Everybody in this room, and I believe everybody listening, I've made this promise of the Truth and Justice Army two years ago to Damien's team that I believe in these people. I believe in in what they're willing to do for truth and justice, and I have no doubt that we will step up to the plate and fund this testing. And I believe in all of you that we're going to be able to do that. So that's what you can do to help. For now, hold the line and get ready to help when we need funding when it comes time to do the testing. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. I want to wish you all a happy New Year's Eve. And here's to hoping 2022 is better than 2021 in a lot of ways. And hopefully one of those ways is that we will see an exoneration for Damien, Jason, and Jesse, that we will see an arrest made for the actual perpetrator in this case. And also, I'm hoping 2022 is the year that Jesse Eldridge will finally walk free from his wrongful conviction. And you're going to be hearing from him in two days on the next episode of Truth and Justice. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing, and all music for the show is created and composed by PutThemInASong.com. Our follow-up logo was created by Zach Weaver, and all of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Charlena White, Kay Wood Yomnick, Ginger Fiola, Edith Swanneck, Lindsay Pease, Erica Cantor, and Jen Reese Incandela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd really like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we also have reward levels on Patreon that include access to behind-the-scenes videos of the tapings of our Friday follow-up episodes, ad-free versions of all of our episodes, Truth and Justice Army t-shirts and hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a 5-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, Truth and Justice Pod. Just click the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in the investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. To follow our personal accounts on social media, I can be found at Bob Ruff Truth. 
Mike can be found at Murb Gaming, M-U-R-R-B-G-A-M-I-N-G, and Zach is at Z to the Q. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, and tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Mike Bussing. And this has been Truth and Justice. See you guys later. Much obliged. I didn't cry. I'm so happy. Yeah. I thought I was waiting because you were starting to give me a little choked up. Oh, I was, I was feeling like, it. I was like, if he goes, I'm going to go. I was feeling it. Yeah. I was like, don't do it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.